Hey, what's up? It's Alfonso on Ask the Fonz. So today I'm super excited to share with you a new series that I'm starting. It's called Behind the Edit. Basically, I'm going to be interviewing Hollywood editors, producers, post supervisors, post PAs, and other assistant editors to kind of give you a different perspective on everyone else's experiences. I think now is just the right time for Ask the Fonz to start branching out, you know, to start listening and learning from other people and to, you know, hopefully they'll compliment the things I teach or maybe, you know, they'll challenge the things I teach and maybe give you a different perspective on how the editing industry works. So my very first guests were my very first editors. You know, they have edited such iconic and memorable films that, you know, I'll let the introduction kind of play itself out because um, I did have a pretty extensive introduction in the interview, so I'll let that play out. But I'm just so excited to share with you my very first episode on Behind the Edit because I'm just, you guys are going to learn so much from these two editors, and I just can't, can't wait for you guys to watch it. So without further ado, let's get right into the interview. Hey everyone, I'm extremely excited to have two talented editors join me today. You might know their work with titles like Edward Scissorhands, Sister Act, The Mighty Ducks D3, So I Married an Ex-Murderer, and this little film that won the Academy Award for Best Film Editing and Best Picture, Rocky. It is my honor and my pleasure to introduce to you husband and wife editing team, Richard and Colleen Halsey, ACE. Thank you so much for joining me today as my very first guests on Ask the Fonz. It is only fitting that I had you on as my first guest because both of you were my first editors that I assisted. So welcome to my show and I'm so happy that you can share your experiences and knowledge with us here today. So yeah, so I guess uh, I really want to kind of get started on, I mean, I just listed a bunch of films that everyone sort of watched when they were growing up and, you know, is now considered all these like a lot of accolades, especially Rocky, Edward Scissorhands, Sister Act. Are there any sort of behind the scenes stories or funny notable memories to share that you both are proud of during making those films? The, the endless, endless stories on every film. So it's just a question of where we start. How about, let's start with Ed, Edward Scissorhands. That was a great show to work on because uh, we were in Tampa, Florida at a tennis golf resort and the whole crew and all the actors all stayed at Saddlebrook. And uh, it was wonderful. I mean, how many, they 15 tennis courts and golf courts. So Richard was in heaven, you know, <laughs> he could play tennis. Oh, yeah, you also are big tennis, tennis players as well. So you were able to cut a film and also play tennis at the same time. Yeah, and we had, uh, we shipped our equipment. We, that, that uh, Edward Scissorhands was cut on film. So we shipped two cams. More than two cams. Two. Oh. Two Kim Juniors, two Kims. Wow. We also had as assistant a husband and wife uh, assistant editors. Yeah, Kathy Best and John Chibnall. Yeah, Kathy Best and John Chibnall. So, so it was really a family affair. We had a big trailer. Uh, it was just, you couldn't, it was a dream, dream vacation. Yeah, and it, they have, um, they had water, you know, that it was natural water, the creeks, I guess you would call it a creek, and they had alligators in them. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah they were. And they'd sometimes come up on the grass, 
Yeah. And Anthony Michael Hall would oh. always buy steaks. And he was, and he was feeding them. What a, <laughs> what? No yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he was a character. Yeah. And then how was working with, I guess, Johnny Depp, right? Was he on, was he visiting the cutting room at all or any? I have a funny story about Johnny. Um, you know, Caitlin, how old was she? She just turned four, my daughter. And um, I, she wanted to, you know, she wanted to meet people, you know, like who's mm -hmm. in the movie? You know what? So we went, I went to Johnny's um, makeup trailer to say hi, introduce Caitlin. And he was in his chair getting um, his makeup on. And it was, you know, pretty elaborate. And he turns around in his chair and he had his scissor hands on it. Oh my gosh. And Caitlin freaked out. Freaked <laughs> she, out. She, she couldn't get him away from him fast enough. <laughs> probably when she watches the movie, all of the, 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 that memory probably pops up immediately in her head. Who knows, who knows. Oh man. Were there any specific uh, scenes in that movie that you particularly were proud of or any sort of, uh, I guess like behind the scenes uh, of, of sort of tips and tricks that people would have never noticed and they watch it or was it sort of- You know, like, it, it, was a, it wasn't a difficult film to edit because Tim had done the storyboards mm -hmm. uh, so specifically and uh, we would sit with him at dailies at night yeah. And he did shoot a lot of takes, didn't he? Yeah. But uh, he was, you know, we would go look at everything and then he'd tell you what he liked. And, and then sometimes he didn't know what he liked. Uh, but uh, the biggest editing choice that we made. Well, you we were, did. Yeah, that, the, with Tim, we were watching the dailies and they, this dailies with Vincent Price. Mm hmm and and Tim was a you know a huge fan of Vincent Price, and the script was written. All the scenes with Vincent Price it was all were, at the top. Right? Were all together, one after the other. And we looked at the dailies, and Tim turned to me and said, "Richard, I think it's too good to have the, all these scenes together with Vincent Price." I said, "I totally agree, and I know exactly how to space them throughout the movie." So that editorial was the biggest change yeah and and just it was basically figuring out the transitions in and out of those scenes with vincent price they were great scenes i mean vincent price, and then you felt like he was in the whole movie yeah you really right. yeah so that was the, the the biggest thing and then the other biggest thing how, how far over did it, the schedule go he well, should. I don't know if we should talk about okay. that. Okay. <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was supposed to be like a March release, and then uh -huh. the studio executives saw it, and they said, we want this to be a Christmas release. So that was like a three-month right, right. shortening of the schedule. And they said, can you do it? We said, sure. Yeah, and we did it. And basically, two weeks after we finished shooting, we screened the picture for the producer and Tim. Tim worked with us for a couple of days. We showed it to the studio. And that was pretty much Tim, it. Like, like basically like three weeks after we finished shooting. And the studio said, Christmas release, we're going to do five 70 millimeter prints. And wow. that was it. And basically, 
with the exception of the makeup scene, which Colleen cut brilliantly, Tim came into the editing room to work on that scene, and then a couple other scenes, but I'd say overall, he spent no more than 24 hours in the editing room. Wow, really? So he left you alone and you were able to oh, kind yeah, of- Yeah, he just basically- We were at the uh, Warner Hollywood uh, yeah. in the Marilyn Monroe Rose Suite. I don't know if it's still called wow. it, but he was upstairs. And he had his office upstairs and we were downstairs. And I think he walked in and we had a, if we had a question, maybe he'd walk down and take a peek and say, oh no, that's great. And then go back to his office. Go back. He really didn't sit with us. No. Well, he did with you on the makeup. Well, that that one he did, but I mean, like, it wasn't the way we had done it before with other direct. He was very hands off. Do you prefer <laughs> that way of stylus for directors when they um, allow you to? <laughs> well, he knew he knew what he wanted. Yeah. And so he uh, and then being that we sat with him at dailies, you were able to communicate so it was very you go back oh this is the take he wants and gee i'll try it this way and it was uh and like i said he storyboarded he storyboarded so it was easier yeah yeah it it, it, it couldn't have been smoother, smoother. awesome yeah well was. yeah that's yeah that's awesome and i'd love to uh kind of also dig uh more info on on uh sister act and some of the other uh movies and and uh, films we, cut, we cut Sister Act at the house here. Oh, you did? Yeah, downstairs, the, the apartment we have downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, yeah. Me, let, let me give a little backstory on Sister Act. Before we start, before we start, okay. it, it was, the script was written for Bette Midler. And Bette said, years later, we talked to Bette because Colleen and I did like three pictures with Bette. Um, oh, down out in Beverly Hills. Uh, that old feeling. That old feeling and the big one, Beaches. Yeah. So um, she said, Richard, we, 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 we were getting going to a screening at the Motion Picture Academy. I forget the film. But we ran into Bet at the bar, which was right down the street afterwards. We were talking about Sister Act. We said, Richard, can you imagine me with that hobbit on? I would look ridiculous. <laughs> so, she, she, so she didn't do the picture. But when wow. we did a screening at the academy, and she came to the screening, the executives had invited her, and uh, it was, a, I mean, yeah, everybody laughed. I mean, yeah. it was so hysterically funny, and she walked out in the light. She's, I think I made a mistake. Made a mistake. Well, here's, yeah. the, here's the deal: the minute they cast Whoopi Goldberg as as the nun, everything was funnier. Oh yeah, funny. She's great. She's a talented actress. But she, it was such a fish out of water thing. Yeah, and there's there's a scene that I uh, I'd like to I'll get a clip of and give it to you that Colleen cut together brilliantly edited together this comedy scene when Whoopi Goldberg gives a prayer. It's really <laughs> hysterically funny. But I'll be giving you that clip. Yeah, yeah, of course, and I'll, I'll I'll have it posted on as well, so that we can all watch it. And um, but that's awesome. Yeah, I really, yeah, I, lo I love hearing sort of those stories because we never really know about it. You know, when we watch the film and we 
you know, enjoy it and then you don't really care about those kinds of stories. Yeah, I mean, oh, when I had the interview with the director, who was a wonderful guy, Emil Arlino, and I read the script, I went in and I had the interview with Emil, and I said to Emil, it's going to be a musical, right, Emil? And he said, absolutely, Richard, because the script was so good. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was the best thing was those singing nuns. So it wasn't written as a, as a musical? Oh, Mark, uh, Mark Shaman. Mark Shaman. Well, I think originally it wasn't. It was a serious uh, piece. Oh. It, it went through many rewrites. Yeah, yeah. But he had gotten an early script on it because we had done a lot of Disney films and he, they always yeah. gave things to him. Oh, and then Mark Shaman came in and did all those gods. Yeah, he took the song My Guy and switched it to My God, which was oh. hysterically funny. But, uh, yeah, and basically the, the big editing choice was we had all these singing nun scenes, and then there was a big montage with singing nuns. And I said to, uh, to the director, Emil, you know, we've got so many scenes with these singing nuns, I think we should montage this sequence and put like a hips, a, a new song, and we put a song and montaged it. We saw the nuns singing in the background, but it was driven, this montage was driven. I'm trying to think of that song I came up with. I can't think of the name of it right now. But that, that was the big editorial decision. And that, we finished the cut two, 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 three weeks after shooting. Wow. Emil was so anxious about the movie because he hadn't had a good relationship with Whoopi that we had the screening at uh, Disney Studios and they invited the head of marketing. I forget the guy's name. Something John, something or other. Anyway, <laughs> so we screened the picture, the first screening of the movie. Emil hadn't seen it. Oh, wow. That's and it was like 88 or 89 minutes after the screening was over. The marketing guy turned around to, uh, to Emil and myself and said, well, that's it. That's <laughs> going to be the hit. <laughs> wow. That's that was it. And then it was a big hit. Oh, oh it, I'll tell you that it was such a big hit. For the monies it cost and the monies returned in that year, I think it was 19... 93 90 around there i i had just yeah. had morgan so it was like yeah the wow uh, the movie was never number one at the box office but it was number two for like 30 weeks for the money's returned and the cost of the production it was the most successful film of the year and that included beating out batman because of the oh. Yeah, yeah. Us. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and Emil was just the most wonderful, wonderful guy. And we ended right, right downstairs. Right downstairs. Where yeah. we are. On that's film. really cool. Yeah, on film and fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, speaking of montages, I mean, I would be remiss not to mention the most famous montage of all, Rocky. How did that sort of come together? And what are some of the stories behind that? Because I think a lot of people obviously know 
what the montage sequence is and it's sort of ingrained in their head as whenever someone thinks about montage, they think about Rocky. Um, so how did that story, how did you put that together? Or were there any sort of- I think the big story behind Rocky and it had a lot to do with the montage was it was the first or second picture to use Garrett Brown's Steadicam. Garrett Brown was the guy that invented the Steadicam. Mm. He's like a big guy, six foot six. And the rig that he had, I mean, if you saw this rig and how heavy it was, but the shots that you could make with that rig in the montage, I mean, you could see when Rocky's Sylvester's running through the marketplace and the camera's dialing back. It, in essence, changed filmmaking. The steady cam changed filmmaking. And these days, now, with these steady cams, they're so small, mm -hmm. so light. Uh, so that was, that was really groundbreaking. And I think- I didn't work on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was just- <laughs> That was before me. She was barely born. <laughs> Stop. Uh, but yeah, so that was, and then my hiring Bill Conti. Right. Who came into the editing room and worked with us during the editing of the movie with John, with, with the director, John um, Adelson. And uh, Bill would come in. Bill had worked with Richard on previous pictures. Yeah, Harry Antano, Next Stop Greenwich Village. Um, and uh, Bill just did a fantastic job. Iconic theme. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's like everyone's Everybody ever yeah. goes to the gym and, and plays that song. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anywhere in the world you go. I know, everywhere. They know it. The, yeah. irony, the, the irony is it was, a low budget picture under a million dollars and we didn't have, didn't have a screening and I, I said to the producers Bob Shartoff and Erwin Winkler I said you know we should um, what was the critics name Arthur Knight Arthur Knight has a film class at USC and he was a neighbor of Bob's in Malibu I said why don't we call Arthur Knight and take the movie down to SC and screen it for the, uh, you know, for students. the uh, film, students. film students. Erwin Winkler, what are you, crazy, Richard? What a horrible idea. Those film students will tear it apart. I said, Erwin, this is such a good picture. And also, the screenings are not just open to the film students. They're open to the whole university. Right. We hadn't finished editing the film the end of the fight, the end of the movie, because of, I'll explain later. So we go and screen the picture at USC, and then we end the movie with Apollo Creed knocking Sylvester down to the floor, and we just cut the movie off. Oh, but wow. crowd went hysterical. They went crazy, screaming, Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. And we didn't have the end of the movie. Wow. So we, <laughs> so we went back, we finished editing the movie, and we had this cockamamie ending to the movie where Sylvester and Adrian walk off into the sunset down a turnstile, and we had this folklore song about Rocky. 
It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Ray Bradbury, the famous writer. Yeah. And Marsha Nazar, who was an executive at UA. Ray Bradbury, as we were walking out of the theater, he said, Richard, get rid of that ending where they walk down and that song, and you've got a hell of a picture. So we basically went back for one day's reshooting, picked up shots of Adrian backstage. Right. And then Paulie coming into the ring, and then them all coming together, and there's so much confusion, you don't know who won or lost the fight. Yep. And then the, the magic kiss between Adrian and Celester. And in the background, you hear <laughs> the winner and still champion, Apollo Creed, which you, you could barely hear it. Right, right. But the point was, it didn't matter because he went the distance. He went the distance, and that yep. was what the whole movie was about. Oh, that's amazing. I love that ending. It's like everyone everyone forgets that like Rocky actually lost in the match. I know, I know. And you don't oh. even, yeah, and you realize that like, oh, right, he lost, and but he's still the, the winner in that because he battled, you know, persisted and stayed in the fight. Exactly. That's exactly right. Alfred. That's awesome. Oh, I love that story. So thank you so much for watching part one of part five of this Halsey interview on Behind the Edit. I hope their experiences sort of helped you get a better insight on the Hollywood editing industry and for you to hear what they've gone through and making these great films. So thank you so much for watching. I just wanted to remind you that I do one-on-one -on -one phone sessions for you to get your Hollywood career started. You know, I'm really passionate about this, so I really want to help you guys out there who want to take this seriously. Go ahead at www.askthefons.com and you can schedule an appointment under the Schedule Mentorship tab. I'm also on all the social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, under the handle AskTheFonz. Also, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Give this video a thumbs up and hit the bell sign to follow all the videos I'm creating. I'm going to be releasing the rest of this interview, so make sure you guys tune in and check it out once I do. Thank you so much for watching. Hope you found something useful here. Until next time.